welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. We have my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, who will join us in just a minute. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of executives perform in the top 10%. Getting that top 10% is a sort of tipping point where you and your team can become more productive. So we always have great folks uh, on our show. And the last uh, few shows we've in this year, we've been really trying to focus on emotional intelligence and some of the key experts who have been working with emotional intelligence you know, for years and years and years. And today we're really fortunate to have David Corey. David is the president and founder of Emotional Intelligence Training Company. So we're going to be talking about some of the training that uh, he's done in, in a variety of places, really all around the, around the world. Uh, his company is based in Canada, and he has delivered emotional intelligence leadership courses in Dubai, uh, United Arab Emirates, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, London, uh, United Kingdom, Port of Spain, Trinidad, uh, Kingdom of uh, Brunei, and Bahrain, Singapore, Shanghai, uh, China, uh, Amsterdam, Netherlands, Lagos, Nigeria, and all over North America. So the list goes on and on and on. So he really has a, a unique view on taking emotional intelligence and really working with uh, populations who uh, may not be as familiar about it. And so we're going to pick his brain about what seems to work and some things that he's really noticed. David's a leadership performance consultant specializing in individual and organizational performance improvement. He has a master's of uh, arts degree in adult education and is a certified trainer in the Emotional Intelligence EQI 2.0 with MHS and is an international expert in integrating the EI in leadership development. He's often a requested keynote uh, speaker at conferences, the World HR Conference in Singapore, Brunei, Bahrain, Kuala Lumpur, many of the other uh, professional associations, SHRM, the HR group, and ICF, uh, International Coaching Federation, on the topic of emotional intelligence. So we're going to take a glimpse of the global EI through David's eye. And let me introduce Kathy. Dr. Kathy Greenberg uh, coaches executives and entire companies in her proven happiness equals profit strategies. She's authored, as you know, multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know, her latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know, and now, uh, as you may know, she's working on a whole fearless leadership uh, series that she's uh, heavily immersed in doing that. And she touches millions of uh, people as a speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She has her executive consultancy, H2C, um, Happy Companies, Healthy People. And she currently offers friendly tips and tools um, on the ABC's The Morning Blend. And she has a new iPhone um, app called Your Happiness Now. You can b- visit both Kathy and I at Excel Institute. That's xcelinstitute.com where you can get a hold of her new iPhone app and and Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Relly. It's a pleasure to be here with you and David today, and I'm really looking forward to this program because it's about 
your sweet spot and one of my favorite subjects, emotional intelligence. You know, before we get started, I'd like to uh, make sure our audience knows who you are as well. Um, it's always such an honor to be on the show with you. And we've been doing this now for, what, four years? I think four years, yeah. <laughs> so Time hopefully we're having fun. But um, for those of you who don't know, my good friend, Dr. Relly Nadler, he is a master level certified executive coach, a psychologist, a corporate leadership, and a team trainer. And Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and development programs. Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers across industries. His highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features, and his programs are a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. You can visit him at excelinstitute.com for free emotional intelligence iPhone app. This free intelligence iPhone app is full of many, many wonderful tools. It's um, one of the, I think, one of the most broadly used emotional intelligence tools in our business globally uh, as a downloaded app, and it's uh, full of great things. You should really go look at it. And you can actually download many of his tools and have access to your best performance through emotional intelligence with uh, Dr. Relly Nadler um, at ExcelInstitute.com. Relly, are we ready? Yes, we're ready to go. Hey, so Kathy, let me just say a word about the uh, iPhone app you mentioned for me, and then I, I want to get maybe just a quick about yours. I know yours just got released. So the iPhone app I have that you just mentioned is free, has 10 videos, and now it's been released in over 91 countries. Uh, oh, my gosh. Congratulations. Download, I knew it was broad. I didn't realize it was that broad. Yeah, so it's fun to be able to see that. So I know yours just came out. Just say a word about that so our audience knows. Well, you know, it's, um, it's a happiness app. It's called Your Happiness Now, and it's, um, it's about uh, a dozen or so video clips on how to manage your happiness on a daily basis, whether you're at work or at home. It has uh, a compendium of all of the books that I have produced with wonderful co-authors on the uh, subject of happiness, including what happy companies know, what happy women know, what happy working mothers know, and a coaching program I did um, oh, about a couple of years ago with a wonderful co-host, um, and that one is called What Happy Coaches Know. Hmm. And again, the same thing as your iApp, it's free. You can download it from the iTunes App Store. It's for iPads and for iPhones, and um, obviously I don't have as as broad a reach as you do at this point. It was just released about a week ago. Oh, great. But we are really excited to offer, as Relly and I always do, free tips and downloads to access your best performance through someone, happiness and emotional intelligence. If someone wants that, they just go to the App Store and they type in your happiness now. And, Correct. Okay, great. All right, well, good. Well, let's uh, say a couple words about... Um, why we're doing this show. This show. <laughs> that sounds all right. And then we'll bring on David. And one of the reasons David's an, an expert in this that uh, 40% of organizations say they're experiencing a, some kind of significant gap in the number of skilled or trained leaders. And so that's why this idea of leadership development news and coming up with um, some tips at the end of the show from what David uh, has to say and some of the things that Kathy and I will 
share, if you can come up with a couple few things that you could do differently. A lot of times we like to call these these micro-initiatives. Are there a few micro-initiatives that can create a macro-impact? And a few things, Kathy, I'll just highlight a few things and turn it back to you. Um, Why do we talk about leadership development news about leaders? One is there's a shortage of of leaders uh, coming up. We've lost a lot of leaders. We have the retiring baby boomers who are also going to be retiring, and we're going to lose those. So there's a brain drain. And what we also know that the newer generation, and it would be interesting to get David's sense of this when we ask him some questions, some of the newer uh, X and Y generations, some of the researchers are saying they have less emotional intelligence. And the only reason is because they're so dependent on technology, either their phone and looking into the phone or their screen, and so less face-to-face contact. And so it will be interesting to ask David if he's seen that also. And the leader has so much influence over the team, we like to call them the emotional thermostat for the team. If the leader is calm, cool, collective in the face of a storm, the team is. If the leader is tense, upset, irritable, the team is. You know, those emotions uh, are contagious. Kathy, maybe you can say a little bit about just this uh, happiness set point and, and our ability to really make changes. Uh, absolutely, really. And one of the things I just want to make sure all of our listeners understand, and, and we have so many great people in our listening audience who tune in to us and who share their thoughts with us, and we thank you for that. But, you know, we have been doing this show uh, to really help provide free solutions, and that's really what we're about. It's about creating free opportunities for people to get information And in this show and in upcoming shows, we'll talk about how to recover from this brain drain that we're experiencing and, of course, much more. And one of the ways that we can do that, in in addition to the emotional intelligence work, is understanding how important happiness and optimism are, those positive psychology words that we've gotten used to hearing in the leadership realm. We need to understand how that happiness piece fits into emotional intelligence. And and in short, we know that happiness has a set point, just like weight and hair color. Or, you know, there are things that we can do to improve our chances of being happy because some of us have a set point that might be a glass half empty. Some of us might have a set point that is a glass half full. The best news is that regardless of our set point, we have the opportunity to create a a 40% improvement in our overall happiness by influences that we can totally control by our habits and our behaviors. And at Leadership Development News, Relly and I try to teach everyone simple habits you need to be successful. And today, hopefully, David Corey, uh, president and founder of EITC, is going to help us learn some more ways we can do that. So I'm very excited about today's show. Well, thanks, Kathy. And just to say, if you want to get any of this information that we're talking about, our website uh, is Excel and xcelinstitute.com and for a lot of things that you heard Kathy and I talk about. So, David, welcome to the call. Thanks very much, really. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, let me say a couple more words about just some of the things, you know, around your expertise, and then we have a you know series of uh, questions that we want to ask you. Uh, David's expertise lies in many areas, but assessment of learning needs, 
and able to design and deliver customized performance improvement interventions, including the development of personal and interpersonal effectiveness, so leadership skills, presentation skills, team effectiveness, also psychometric, psychometric assessments for recruiting, screening, employee development. He's done facilitating team building, strategic planning sessions, uh, conference and meeting keynotes, and executive coaching. And David and I met years ago at, at one of the uh, emotional intelligence conferences that mental health systems put on. We were both presenters, and this was, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago in, in Chicago. Uh, and David's uh, company actually sponsored one of the first EQ conferences in 2006. We brought together EQ experts, including uh, Dr. Ruben Baron, who we've also had on our show, who is really the creator of uh, the EQI 2.0. And then earlier this year, we also had uh, Dr. David Stein, the president of uh, Mental Health Systems. So, David, that's a little intro, and we'll let Kathy kind of jump into asking some questions before we have to take a break. Oh, I would love to. And, you know, David, the one thing we always ask uh, all of our, uh, I, I want to say, participants, I was thinking victims, but I thought, no, don't go. <laughs> no, <we're good. laughs> one of the things that we always like to ask is who most influenced your thinking and who you've become in your career today? Right. Well, um, yeah, you know, Kathy, I, I can think of two individuals. One was the best boss that I ever had. And, you know, one of the exercises that we do in our training sessions is that we ask people to think of the best boss they ever had and what that person was like. And the best boss I ever had was a guy who was extremely fair. You know, when you've got a, a, a boss, a, a leader who uh, is just fair with every decision he makes and um, uh, or, she, or she makes, and, and it's just a, you have that sense of fairness that you're that you're going to be treated with equality and uh, with a, a sense of equity, and that was that was one thing. The other thing that he did what, that was really great was he was really cool under pressure. The things would be um, uh, would be falling down around us, absolute chaos, and he was so cool, and that just uh, really uh, just. Uh, you know, inspired a sense of confidence and uh, that, that we could deal with it. We could deal with anything when we worked together. And that was the kind of leader that he was. And uh, that was uh, really inspiring for me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I use that reference a lot in my training sessions. Uh, and he was just one of those guys that, that you wanted to be more like. And, You're um, so lucky. And, you know, we're going to take a quick break, David. Don't lose that thought process. But when we come back from this break, I want to know more about your singing career. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do 
you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with David Corey. He is the president of Emotional Intelligence Training Company, uh, certified in the EQI 2.0 from the Multi-Health Systems, MHS.com, uh, if you want to get some more inf- information. And, David, so you mentioned the one person, your your best boss, you know, who had a major influence. Is there Was there another one? There was another one, and this was uh, a guy who was a, a, a leader of workplace training and really taught me how to conduct workplace training. And one of the most significant things I think he imparted to me was to, uh, was, was to see things from the participant side. So as an instructor, as a facilitator, uh, we often are looking at how we're going to structure our trainings for maximum effect, for maximum learning, and uh, we don't always think about the participant experience, and he really taught me that. It was like, okay, so when, when, uh, when a manager comes to a training session, uh, you know, what, what is that person expecting to see, and, and how is, uh, and he, he, he taught me about uh, the, the importance of having materials of really high standard um, of the uh, uh, the the venue has to be a really top-notch venue and uh, just to do things right to do things um, at the at the highest level it sounds like doing things right and also doing things well you know absolutely that's so important these days because um, what we would think would be right doesn't necessarily come from uh, 
what we might call command and control or command climate, as we like to say sometimes in the military, but comes from doing things well because they're good for everyone. Yes. Beautiful. So let's uh, ask a couple questions just about, um, first, David, how did you get interested in emotional intelligence? And you've been doing this for quite a while. Maybe just give us a little bit of your background, how you got into the, into the EI. Sure. Well, you know, I was, uh, I was, I don't know if you remember Zenger Miller, the, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah, training sure. company. They, they, uh, they had this fantastic leadership training that was designed by uh, PhDs in organizational behavior, uh, and it was wonderful training. And I was trained as a Zenger Miller facilitator. So I was going into companies and I was delivering training that had been created by other people, and it was excellent training. And we had some great video clips that we would show with professional actors who were acting out various business right, scenarios. Right, I remember this. Them. I used to Do be a Zinger Miller trainer for um, when I was with Accenture. This is fascinating. Absolutely, great stuff. But what people would tell me that was really going on in the companies, they'd tell me at the coffee breaks and at lunchtime, and they would talk about the difficulties in dealing with certain people. They would talk about the um, the difficulties in dealing with certain bosses and managers who were more that command climate uh, that you were talking about, Kathy, those command and control autocratic leaders who uh, were, would uh, try to enforce their will. And it, uh, the, the problem with command and control, as you both know, is that it doesn't feel good. So these people would talk about how it felt to be uh, in this command and control environment where they really just wanted to have a voice, they wanted to have a say, they wanted to be included, and they wanted to participate in the, um, in the creation of the work product. And they weren't allowed to do that. And we didn't have any Zinger-Miller training for that. Uh, you know, we had some that might have been close, that might have helped with that, like uh, perhaps conflict resolution, but still it didn't address the power differential. There were a lot of things that, uh, that didn't come up. And so when I went to a conference and I went to a breakout session on emotional intelligence in 1997, uh, that's when it hit me that that's what I really wanted to focus on. The other thing that came out around the same time was an article by Warren Bennis called The Billion Dollar Mistake. And what Warren Bennis was talking about in that Billion Dollar Mistake article was the idea that we assume that managers have basic personal and interpersonal skills before they come into the leadership training session. And as, uh, as both of you know, that's not always the case. We've got such a wide variety of personal and interpersonal skills in the adult population in, uh, or, or in, uh, in our North American adult population that we can't assume that people have a solid foundation of basic personal and interpersonal skills. And that's what emotional intelligence addresses really well. And we've got the, this scientific way of addressing that. Uh, and uh, it, uh, it's really important to focus on, on having a solid foundation first before you build on other skills. I couldn't agree with you more, and I think one of the things that you just highlighted for many of our listeners is they have lived in environments that have not been what we would call um, optimizing their skills and their talents because someone has been too directive and doesn't understand that if you don't treat people like whole happy resources, as my friend and president of the ICF uh, Southern Arizona chapter says, you're not going to ever get the results you want from these folks, and you'll always be delegating, and you're causing kind of a loop there uh, 
of that kind of behavior because you're never going to let people grow. Absolutely. Well, and one of the things, and Kathy, we've talked about this in our shows, is this leadership generalization era. Because I'm good, I'm really good, and I'm expert in A, therefore I'm going to be an expert in B. And I think for many of our leaders, you know, they fall in that gap, and so do people hiring them. So tell us a little bit, uh, David, about you know how, lo- how long has your company been in, uh, going and, and how did you get it started? And then we'll move into some of the more specific stuff of what you've done around the world. Well, in 1997, Aureli, I uh, was working for a training company, and I actually partnered with the publisher of the brand-new EQI, the Emotional Quotient Inventory, the world's first scientific assessment for EQ. Uh, And that partnership led me into teaching the certification course to teach other uh, human resource professionals and executive coaches how to use the assessment tool. Uh, And uh, I began to create courses around the concept of emotional intelligence at that time. Uh, And so that went on until the year 2000, at which time I left that training organization and started my own, which was strictly focused on the concept of emotional intelligence. being, being one of the first uh, to have a website dedicated to emotional intelligence training in organizations meant that I was found by uh, companies all over the world that were looking for this expertise. Mm. And so uh, basically as a self-proclaimed expert in emotional intelligence, uh, I think it's interesting you can become a self-proclaimed expert in anything you choose. <laughs> you just have to read more books than most people That's and put right. up a website, and there you are. Uh, and so I did that, and it was fascinating where these calls were coming from. Uh, I was all of a sudden I was in the Middle East, I was in Southeast Asia, I was in Africa, uh, I was in Europe, and talking with people who were really at the leading edge, who were learning about emotional intelligence, and felt that this was a necessary and important uh, part of their competitive advantage. So they would bring me over, and we created courses together. Um, I was invited to speak at conferences, and it kind of went from there. Well, that's yeah. fascinating. You were, so you were at the very cutting edge, you know, because Goldman's book came out in 95, uh, and then it, the EQI said came out in 97, and, two, and so in 2000, you were traveling around the world and, and spreading the word. Absolutely. Well, while we're spreading the word here on Leadership Development News, we're going to take a quick break, so don't go away. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next-level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back, and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence? Influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066.
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the happiness equals profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whatheavyworkingmothersknow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, David Corey here about uh, his experience of, of starting as a EI expert way before the proliferation uh, started. And David, I know it sounds like you started in, the, in '97. I think that's kind of when I got started with EI, and then with the EQI, uh, probably about 2001 or so. But what Kathy and I would love to hear a little bit more uh, is just some of the uh, similarities, some of, maybe some of the differences that you've noticed, you know, in your world travels. Uh, Explaining the word of emotional. What have you What have you found that maybe is is uh, different in EI and uh, in different aspects? Maybe we'll start with that question. Sure, uh, really. The uh, the answer to the question is that that this model or this conceptualization of emotional intelligence that um, uh, that the brain has the uh, incredible ability to to process emotions and emotional information is uh, is universal yeah in terms of w- when you explain and talk about what this is and the various skills and competencies that are related to emotional intelligence uh people understand this all over the world what the big difference is is in what anthropologists call display rules uh, that is to say that what is emotionally intelligent in one country is not necessarily emotionally intelligent in another. Uh, and, of course, we're talking about culture. We're talking about the unspoken rules that people develop whenever they work and live together. So we've got, uh, as, you, as you know, uh, we, we've also got corporate cultures where, where the, those unspoken rules can differ from, from company to company, from organization to organization, uh, whether they be uh, for 
for-profit or not-for-profit or or even uh, I know you've done uh, a lot of work with the military, Kathy. So so uh, there is a military culture, uh, as you well know. Uh, and so these different countries uh, have their their own cultures and their of course their own ways of being with each other and their own ways of being emotionally intelligent. Uh, for example, I've done quite a bit of work in China and Nigeria, and it's really interesting to notice some of the similarities and some of the differences, and also compare with uh, with North America. The the assessment tool that we use, the emotional quotient inventory that we've uh, uh, we've mentioned, and I know that uh, that Relly uh, you, you used that extensively, and and Kathy as well. The 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 norms that we have are North American. We don't yet have mm. uh, Chinese norms or uh, African norms for the EQI. So um, we've got to rely on the comparison with with North Americans, uh, and it's really quite interesting in terms of uh, some of the ways that cultural uh, culture influences our EQ competencies. For example, one of our EQ competencies is self-regard. That is the way that we view ourselves, and the way that we view ourselves is quite determinant of what we will accomplish and achieve in our lives. And yet, in China, there is a tendency to uh, to rate ourselves on the assessment tool as not viewing ourselves very highly. Now, the connection with culture is that in that culture, it is um, inappropriate to call attention to yourself in that way by saying, I am a good person. Uh, and so uh, what, uh, what happens is even though you may feel that way about yourself, you may feel you're a good person, you would never say that on an assessment tool. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, you know, some, of the, um, uh, some of the modifications we have to make when we use the assessment tool in other countries is to understand a little bit more about the culture. Uh, upon trying to begin to learn the language of Mandarin, uh, more of those cultural differences become apparent. Uh, for example, in the, the language of Mandarin, there are no articles. There are not, n- not only are there no masculine or feminine articles as there are in French, uh, they don't even use the word the. So what, uh, what, what that taught me was that in the Chinese language, there's a lot of implications and, um, and a lot of clues being dropped. And when you grow up in that culture, you're used to looking for those clues and for, uh, for understanding the context of the conversation enough to know what the meaning is. Whereas in North America, we don't do that. With, uh, we, we're much more direct. We use many more words. And so here's where the cross-cultural difficulties come in. We think that when Chinese people are communicating with us in English, that they're being vague and they're not being uh, direct and saying what it is that so and explaining things well. And, and so we think that they're um, that they're just uh, not being well understood. And uh, they view us when we try to communicate them. Uh, in English, or maybe perhaps if we learn Chinese, uh, that we're being too direct. Mm. Uh, and this causes all kinds of issues. And, and I've, I've worked with Chinese managers and Chinese companies with American managers uh, who have told me that they feel that those managers are too direct uh, to the point of rudeness. So these are where some of our cross-cultural difficulties come in, is that we don't take the time. We don't put in the effort to understand where other people are coming from. And if we did, uh, it's a very emotionally intelligent thing to do, to understand how our actions can be perceived as rude when really we're just trying to explain uh, a particular situation. Mm. 
Now, David, so these are some of the differences that, that occur um, in, in, uh, as uh, the differences uh, that are attributable to culture. One of the things I just wanted to share, David, which might be helpful in uh, giving some insight into what you've just described uh, for those who haven't experienced this themselves, is a very famous book written 2,500 years ago called The Art of War by Sun Tzu, S-U-N-T-Z-U. And he was an ancient Chinese philosopher. And this, this treatise called The Art of War is now a, a classic that is used both in leadership development training and at the U.S. Army War College. And the quote I want to share with you shows you how important the EQI component is in the history of the Chinese people. So remember, this is a 2,500-year-old statement. If you know the enemy and you know yourself, you need not fear the result of a hundred battles. If you know yourself, but not the enemy, for every victory gained, you will also suffer a defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you will you will succumb in every battle. Interesting, isn't it? Wow. So, so that's the insight from the self side, and then the empathy from the other side. Twenty five hundred years old. Did you have that memorized? Uh, no, I happen to be working on the new book, Fearless Leaders, and okay. I happen to have it right here next to me. <laughs> Way to go. Good research. Well, David inspired me. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, David, are there, why don't you tell us some more? That was fascinating. You know, other kind of similarities. So I would think from what you just said, self-regard, but then assertiveness, at least in the, in the Chinese culture, would, you know, one of the other competencies, the other 15 competencies would also be low. Um, absolutely, there there are many um, uh, there there are other differences as well, of course. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about uh, what I noticed between Nigerian culture and um, uh, sure. North American culture. I, I was interested to to understand some of these cultural differences at a deeper level. And in my research on culture, I discovered uh, work by uh, a man named Geert Hofstede. Uh, G-E-E-R-T-H-O-F-E-S-T-E-D-E, Hofstede, and he came up with what he calls five cultural dimensions, the, the Hofstede dimensions. And, uh, and one of these uh, dimensions is called power distance. And power distance is the distance between the most powerful in a, in a culture and the least powerful in a culture. So the greater the number, the greater the hierarchy within that culture. And when I saw Nigerian scores that were both collected by Dr. Ruven Bar-On in his early research in the 80s, and then looking at my own experience of working with, uh, with Nigerian executives in, uh, in the 21st century, the results were kind of similar. And I, I was fascinated by that. Uh, and uh, what uh, what I noticed was that the, that they were scoring lower on some aspects that were certainly not uh, my experience of those executives, uh, and so I thought that that was kind of interesting. And when I looked at the age of most of these people, they they tended to be younger. And what we know about Nigerian, at least according to the Hofstede dimensions, Nigerian society is that young people 
rank themselves, view themselves as lower down in the hierarchy. So despite having wonderful skills and competencies and being incredibly presenting as incredibly confident and competent, they did not view themselves that way and certainly would not rate themselves that way on a self-report assessment tool. So, so that's kind of interesting as well. And of course, it shows up in various ways in Nigerian society where you've got a real hierarchy. For example, between the, the hired help, uh, the, the driver that I was assigned when I was in Nigeria was a, an incredible young man with, uh, with great skills, very edu- highly educated, and yet a woman who was working for the company that I was working with treated him um, like dirt. And it was very sad and unfortunate to see the situation, but he knew his place because he was simply a driver. He, the, 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 the man had fallen on bad luck and was scammed out of all of his money, and so he was working as a driver because it was the only job he could get. And this, this woman who had a similar educational background, just because she was employed by the company, felt that she could treat him poorly. And uh, so that's how that goes in that, that culture. That's fascinating. So... You know, one of the things that you know, for Kathy and I using it, <clears throat> the EQI is such a sensitive tool, and, and, you know, so it really picks up kind of the state that you're in, and, and sometimes people have lower scores, and, and then when you present the scores, you have, they, they go, oh, wow, I'm really low on this, and then there's a, uh, uh explanation, you know, about that. How do you go about some of that explaining that? Because, uh, I, you know, I'm just thinking about the people that, that I've dealt with mostly in more North America, um, especially with there's a cultural change. How do you go about saying, oh, yeah, well, your assertiveness was low, and that's because how would you, you know, how do you normally do that, especially with, I think some people can get alarmed by lower scores. Well, it's a great question, really, and uh, it has to do with the with the fact that uh, my guess is the three of us tend to work a lot with high achieving people who are used to scoring high on on right. tests, and so they they're used to getting 90s or A's, and they want to get a 90 or an A on the EQ test as well. And we have to explain to them that that really the the point is not to get a high score on the EQ assessment; it's to get an honest score or a genuine or an authentic score. Mm. We're really taking inventory. We're trying to find out what's there. And the only way that we can help somebody is if they're honest on our EQ assessment. And then uh, then we can talk with them about a low score. A low score, uh, as, uh, as of course you know, is an opportunity for this person. Mm-hmm. And if we can help people to see them as opportunities and not as some sort of a criticism about them, then we can get to work. And we can get to work in our one-to-one coaching, in our training sessions, on coming up with ways that they can, on strategies and tactics that they can use to begin to improve their their own work and their own lives and become more effective communicators, more effective at building relationships with the people they need to build relationships with. Well, speaking of uh, all the wonderful things that you have been in this segment, We're going to go to a quick break, but I'm not letting you off the hook because one of the most important components of being a leader in some of the data that I've seen is musical ability. So we're going to come back and talk about your love for music, David, so don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News.
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to <clears throat> Leadership Development News. We're talking with David Corey. His website is eitrainingcompany.com. On there, we just mentioned during the break, he has some free uh, teleconferences every month that will explain emotional intelligence and the emotional quotient inventory. So eitrainingcompany.com, um, <clears throat> advise you to look at that and then get on the, the schedule uh, so you can learn more about it from David. So one of the things that in your in your bio, David, is about that you play the guitar and and at some point it sounds like you bring those into your training. Maybe just talk a little bit about that, and then we'll get more into the kind of the EI competencies. Sure. 
Uh, well, the the irony about emotional intelligence training is that we're often uh, conducting the training in ways that are very cognitive in nature. So we're asking people to think about these things and process these things, not using their emotional intelligence, but using their cognitive brain. Uh-huh. So as uh, as trainers involved in this area, we have to be creative in finding ways to involve and engage people in emotion. So, of course, we create games and activities which are fun and engaging for participants where they're actually practicing the skills of emotional intelligence with each other, but then we have to think of other ways to elicit emotion. So we come up with creative little video clips and various things that um, uh, that elicit emotion. One of the things that elicits emotions is music. Uh, and so because I happen to be able to sing and play the guitar, and I have uh, an album of original uh, international award-nominated uh, children's music, I thought I was going to be a children's entertainer at one time before I realized that was probably best left as a labor of love uh, and decided to turn to what I know, which is uh, corporate training. Um, I um, um, bring my guitar on occasion, and uh, after uh, establishing its relevance, I may, in fact, play a song for uh, the audience and... um, uh, and songs with meaningful lyrics uh, can be very engaging and very thought-provoking and challenging. And it's like an alternative learning experience for people. Uh, for example, if I'm talking about uh, uh, one of our EQ competencies, which is self-actualization, which is really about being involved with, in what has most meaning and relevance for you and, more, and, and, and purpose, I may do a song like Garth Brooks' uh, The River. That song, the river, uh, if you if you can remember it, uh, goes. A dream is like a river, ever changing as it flows, and a dreamer is just a vessel that must follow where it goes. So it's about uh, it's about having a dream, living your dream, etc. So that's how I use music uh, in my corporate training sessions. And if it's a keynote uh, session, then I'll be sure to bring my guitar and uh, uh, and and play some music for the for the people in the audience. It's always a big hit. That's lovely. And yes, music can be very emotionally moving, and it can help people also understand their emotions without putting them at risk. So I think that's very compelling, David, and absolutely brilliant. Well, the other thing, David, I just wanted to mention, and I think your your master's in in adult learning and working with adults, and I think Kathy and I see it also working with adults, it's good to have that mindset that they're often very much like kids, and they, they need to be entertained. And I just saw some research about listening and that the average attention span for an adult is 22 seconds. So if you're not kind of getting them involved or talking about a story or somehow accessing a different part of the brain, they're going to be moving to something else, that, you know, in their mind. Absolutely. Yes. Well, we well, wanted one to of the zero things in I would at love one... to know, uh, David, before we say um, goodbye today, because uh, we're getting up on that hour, is... Um, I just got a quick request for some support uh, from a large uh, government entity, and uh, I can't say who, but they're looking for some advice on leadership components that are really key for bringing leaders into the future. And with the EQI uh, being the subject today, can you think of any top qualities that the EQI brings out that would be really important for all leaders to focus on to become leaders of the future? Well, 
Well, uh, Kathy, uh, as you know, the the EQ the EQ model that we use uh, that we use in our leadership development work consists of fifteen competencies. And I've often been asked if you could only teach one competency, uh, and you know you only had time or you only uh, had the resources to focus on one competency, which one would it be? And the competency that I choose is empathy, uh, and the reason is that empathy is is critically important to relationships, uh, critically important to communication. Uh, and it's one of those things that is uh, that, that means that the focus is on the other. Uh, and I think whenever we get out of ourselves, Kathy, and focus on other people and, and helping other people and serving other people, it's not just a nice-to-have. Um, in fact, recent neuroscience research shows that when we are in service of others, uh, our biochemistry changes to being a much more constructive biochemistry. That is, all of those those neurotransmitters and hormones that uh, degrade the body, uh, uh, like, the, for example, the stress hormone cortisol, the levels of those um, uh, degrading hormones and transmitters go down in our bloodstream. Uh, and so it's not like it's just a nice thing to do to help others. It's a necessary and, uh, and critical uh, thing to do for our own health health. Uh, and so empathy would be the one that I would focus on, but certainly all 15 work together like instruments in an orchestra uh, to create the symphony that is our lives and that is effective leadership. And so they're all important, um, but um, you know, if, if, if there is a priority list, making sure that we're focused on others and serving others is the antithesis uh, of command and control leadership of and of course uh, ever since the uh, the post industrial revolution we've been evolving away from command and control towards a participative collaborative involving form of leadership uh, and at uh, at the center of that is building relationships and communication for which uh, empathy is critical oh i love that that had so much meaning and let me just uh, <clears throat> jump in here that i would agree as far as empathy is a huge skill probably the most uh, that we do need to focus on. But, Kathy, remember, we asked that same question to Dr. Ruben Varon, and we also asked the same question, which is the most important to Dr. Stephen Stein. And so, like you said, they're all really important. When we asked uh, Ruben, and this was years ago, he immediately said, oh, yes, optimism. Now, I don't know if that's research found, but he said optimism. And then we asked Dr. Stephen Stein, and he said, and he said hmm, I'm not sure. I'll have to find out about that. And then he went back to the research, and I guess they have uh, an amalgam of the research, and it was self-actualization, which kind of makes sense also, you know, someone who's always trying to improve themselves. So like you said, they're all really important, but it's great to get your, your take on this, because I would agree that's probably a skill people need the most training in. Well, I just want to mention David's website, which is www.eitraining.com. That's www. EITraining.com, and that stands for EmotionalIntelligenceTraining.com. So visit David Corey. We look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to send us emails or call in, happy to hear from you. And, uh, Relly, anything you want to say? Well, David, uh, thank it, you it, so much. Training uh, you know, maybe we'll have to have you back uh, uh, Kathy, on the show because okay. you're a wealth of information. Okay, com. Company.com, yep. Okay, EITrainingCompany.com. EITrainingCompany.com. And then go ahead and check in David's uh, website there for the Tele Seminars. And I want to just want to say, David, thank you so much. You're a wealth of information and glad you could spend time with us. Thanks for having me, Riley and Kathy. It was a pleasure. 
This is Leadership Development News. Sign in again next week so that you can tune in and tune up your leadership development. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.